Ah. We got the clubs. Yeah. It's on already? Okay. Got that one. All right. Hi, Oshalade. Thank you for being here. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, we're here in this space, um, Ladies of Hip Hop and Snipes. So shout out to Ladies of Hip Hop and to Snipes for having us and providing us with the space. Beautiful space. First right? time here. Um, Didn't know it existed. Tell me yeah, about it. Yeah, it's... A, so, Ladies of Hip Hop is an organization that originally started in Philly, mm-hmm. um, a nonprofit organization for women in hip hop dance or street dance in general. Okay. Founded by Michelle Bird McPhee, who is right here. Hi, Michelle. And always behind the scenes and running things. Yeah. Um, and since over 10 years, we're in New York mm-hmm. and Snipes. Um, who's actually a European brand, but they oh really? um, yeah, bought I'm into Jimmy Jazz before, yeah. and yeah. they t- um, uh, support this space. And mm. so it's a, like a partnership Beautiful of Ladies space. of Hip Hop. And so there's events, classes, workshops, Dancing. all the things. Okay. So we're in a dance studio um, and the yes. podcast is called Dance to the Music. So okay. um, the idea of this podcast is basically um, to talk to musicians, uh, DJs, producer like yourself, mm-hmm. um, and find out their relationship to dance itself. Um, mm. And the idea behind it was me coming from being a dancer, mm-hmm. and so I have this dance background, and transitioning into DJing um, and seeing the dance floors maybe a little bit different than yeah, I did as a dancer. It's totally different. Um, and how you can manipulate the dance. And how they manipulate the music. See, we go, we go right into it. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Let's, come any on. Any introduction. Yeah. So that was the idea, and especially in what we call, quote, unquote, dance music and whatever mm. falls into that, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, all the boxes. All the boxes that you can take or that yeah. whatever uh, you want to call it. Like it. I just use the, wo- the term dance music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how... A lot of people don't dance or... Ooh, especially DJs. Like, how you going to play music and you ain't dancing and you want me to dance? No. <laughs> nope. Not happening. Nope. nope. So... Not that dude. Yeah. Here is the idea of... Let's just... Fi- like, I just wanted to hear your opinion of what you... Th- you sure about that now? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, no, okay, I do. Okay, okay. I do. Right, I'm that right. person. You know, I like I get, to talk I get, about I get things. Banned. I get shot a band everywhere. I speak my mouth. You know, my mouth. And people are like, oh, here he goes again. All right. Cool. Okay. Well, if you don't want to talk about it, we don't. No, no, but no, no. We talk about it. We talk about it. Um, I mean, I had a cute little introduction that we, ca- we can start slowly, but let's just, you know, well, let's just get, get into, into it. it. Let's get to the thick of it. Yeah. Cheers. I have my water somewhere. Mm. I have my beautiful coconut water. It's really good. We're not sponsored, by the way, no, yet, but, but really this good. might be a good time, you know. Harmless Harvest Coconut Waters. If you're listening, come on, bring us some home. Bring us some money. Come on, hello, Holla. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good though. I already I'm, finished I'm gonna mine. S- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get more of those. Okay. Okay. So, what was the question that I asked? I, don't I know. already forgot. We're just gonna start. Um. Yeah. So. Your connection, this was one of my later questions, but this is going to be my first question right, now. Let's go with it. Um, Last first. Yeah. <laughs> so what is one of your first memories of dance? Like, what is your connection to dance itself? Besides, like, yes, oh, you are a DJ, man. obviously, but... My first connection to dance, I think, would probably be... Well, that was actually um, two things. I grew up in a household. My parents were party, party people. My parents were really, like... Every weekend, not every weekend, but most weekends, there was a party going on in my, my house. I, would, I was that kid who waking up, stepping over people that's, you know, sleeping over for the next three days or whatever. Oh, wow. it was that, yeah, it was the kind of thing. So I always had that community, um, you know, vibe, dance, seeing people in a more house environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then DJing, it's totally 
it's a whole another thing because you you again like you said from a dancer to a DJ you you view the the entire room differently. Mm-hmm. You see how people are dancing and you see how you want them to dance. Yeah. So for me, it's the more thing when I'm DJing is 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 the thing of not even the people that are dancing, it's the people that aren't dancing. Mm. Let's okay. start there. Yes. And just get the people off the wall. <laughs> So for me, it's about like, okay, what song is going to make that one girl that's just standing on there? She, she, nobody's asking her to dance. Let's, let's get her out. So I'm going to get her out on the floor. And motion, for me, first and foremost, I will say I play only for the women. So just, to, just okay. so the dudes can know, I'm playing for the girls because the guys are only there to train spot and to see how good I'm going to play and judge me <laughs> and to get laid and to get drunk. So you bring the girls because the girls, the fluidity in the movements mm-hmm. is is powerful. And when you have that on a dance floor, it's amazing. I have a party in Charlotte. I must give a shout out to Steve Howerton. Oh, yeah. Shout yeah. The women all bring percussion. Oh, wow. So you have an entire percussion thing. All women on beat, which is rare. <laughs> <laughs> Which is rare. Sometimes you be like, turn that cobble to stop. But no, there and it's like just such a good energy of I don't know, it's just I don't know, it's like the womb with with with, with feeling, you so know. I don't know, it's it's just interesting. You're watching women play and dance to your music. Amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's pretty amazing. amazing. So yeah, for me it's just it's all about the women first. Uh because I think that they're the most expressive as far as dancers, as mm-hmm. far as how they move and stuff. So I'm looking at motions and things, not just your two-step, boom, 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 EDM, German, da, 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 da. <laughs> this is so great, uh, yeah. No. So yeah, um, and it's funny when I take people to parties and I'm like, this is a house party, you can see dancers. It's like, no, I've been to parties, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're gonna see dancers here. Like this is not a, this is not your everybody's doing the same move. Then you yeah. can, and they're like, oh, whoa, okay, what's this? They're like you move back, make space. People are expressing There's themselves, and that's the yeah. that's the thing that for me when I see that at a party, I'm like, okay, now nah, this is a party. Mm-hmm. So uh, switching back to tonight, you're actually playing in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, what are you? I'm going back and forth here a little bit. What yes. is in general what you're looking forward to tonight? And in general, do you have any ideas or expectations when you go into another or new city? Um, is there a, something different in each city that you look forward to or that you uh, uh, I never look expect- forward to anything except mm, for, okay. for me, the, the the mystery is a challenge, you know? Okay. I never, I never, like people always ask me, what's your favorite? I'm like, I don't have a favorite because if something happens better than that, then that's not my favorite anymore, so I can't claim that. Every moment is a moment. I stay present. So when oh. I walk in tonight, it's literally going to be, it's Natasha's thing. So I'm going to go support her and mm-hmm. see how it's set up. I haven't played with my brother Ezel in oh, seven, eight years maybe. Oh, wow. So it's a bit of a reunion. Um, I'm playing late. So I'm just going to close it out and yeah, just whatever they haven't done, they're going to do in the last two hours, I guess. Okay. <laughs> so it's just going to be that. I'm looking forward to I'm it. Just I'm just going to beat them down at the last mm-hmm. few, few hours. But um, I think it's going to be a really good night. I mean... I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. Um, too bad because when this comes out, the party's already over. Yeah. But you know, right. but we will have some some it, things probably be exactly. online, just moving around. Exactly. I'm sure, we might record tonight as well. I'm oh, gonna re- I'm gonna request that actually after this that we record record it. So okay. We'll have some archives. For sure, for yeah. sure. Um, so actually, put that request in now. Yeah, on. please. Do you think we're multitasking? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're multitasking. Um, I'm not. 
here, especially time-wise, your, mm-hmm. your career is very, very extensive. So I'm not going to ask you questions about, okay, so at this y- in this year, you did this and this. Mm-hmm. However, I am aware that you, um, you started in L.A., yep. your professional uh, music career, if, can I say that? Or uh, well, yeah, basically, in the yeah, yeah, music my business in that sense. started in L.A., yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then is that correct that you from LA you moved to New York or was there a yes, stop in between? Yes, yes, yes. So, and I um, saw another interview of yours where you said you spent your summers in Chicago, yeah. so you were familiar already with house music. Yes, we all my all my mom's sisters married men from Ghana. Interesting. Yes, so we would go to Chicago every. Um, so any, uh, not only house music, Fela and all that, I was introduced to as mm. as, a, as a teenager because my summers were spent to visit my aunts and my cousins and stuff. So yeah. house was, um, it was so prevalent in Chicago. Like, we, what was it? What was the station? Um, WBMX, yeah. Saturday night, like, it was like, I don't know, three, four hours. We would just chill out, turn the radio on. I was like, I was like, what is this music? First time I heard, like, Genius of Love and Kraftwerk. So Chicago was more than just house. It was, the, I think it was the more of the electronic Mm-hmm. thing for me because in St. Louis it's just funk. Just funk. It was it was just whatever the funkiest shit you can get is what was happening in St. Louis. Okay. Um I'm making note for myself to go yeah. to St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta come to St. Louis. You gotta get the funk. <laughs> Um, yeah, so St. Louis is not a very, like, we don't have the culture. We are, we're a live music place, you know, mm-hmm. so it's mostly bands and musicians and stuff. So we don't have, like, a, a club culture, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So in Chicago, that was where I got, like, that whole thing. And then, of course, moving into New York. But, yeah, my, my initial education of anything electronic was in Chicago. It was okay. in Chicago. It was from Chicago. Yeah, my cousin would play me. Like, the first time I remember, the first time I heard numbers, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> It's like, man, it's a jam. Like, I got, I got to come to Chicago more often. But yeah, yeah everything yeah. electronic was okay. definitely Chica- Chicago for me. Okay, cool. So, and I mean, no shade, but LA, at least back then, I don't think had like a club culture per se either, at least to my knowledge, no, not as we would see it. Mm. So my question to you is how uh, was your transition then moving to New York? What was your experience then? Um, um, you know, some people... No, New York, w- w- listen, when I was doing uh, major productions, it was strictly, I was strictly hired work, so it was it was about productions. Or I, mm-hmm. I was recording in New York all of my things. I was living in L.A., doing all the business for the majors in L.A., and then record, because I hated L.A. So mm-hmm. I would okay. do all the recordings here because it was more gritty, and I could actually feel some energy, and, you know, walk outside the studio, you got life. You know, L.A., it's all pretty and laid back, and uh, I, don't, I, need to, I need some rough. Yeah. So um, that was my thing i was stable there but recording here okay yeah and when you moved to new york is when i moved to new york um i actually moved to jersey city jersey city oh. heights actually um to start and then um harlem and then uh i think my most of the time i was here was in washington heights okay yeah and did um uh, when you were in new york did your how shall i say uh your vision or your idea of what music is or should be or could be changed oh absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah i mean when i came here is when i really started going to the clubs and mm. hearing louis and joe and ron and those guys and it's when i started the label basically um just seeing that there was such a gap opening for folkloric music mm-hmm. so that's what my thing was like let's put some original folkloric music to house music and see where it goes. And that's kinda that was the yeah. idea? That was the so idea, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted the protection of my ancestors in Yoruba, so that's hence the, the label. Okay. Amazing. And from there, you, after you uh, were in New York, then you moved to Europe, is that correct? 
Sorry. From is that from there you moved to Europe or you you had a stint in Puerto I, Rico as well? I moved I think. to yeah, I moved to Puerto Rico from New York for about five years, then Santorini for eleven years, then Mykonos for a year, mm-hmm. and Berlin for a year, which I hated both of those. I moved back home in uh, 2017 to my mom. So my question to you is how. I don't want to say culture shock because I'm sure you were aware of, you know, the, the difference in mm. each country, but you mm. spent a good amount of years in Europe. Yeah, you know, my, my, my playing base was always Europe, was never always the States. Europe. Yeah, so when things happened for me, they happened over there, not over here. So I'd already had a big base, a fan base, and mm-hmm. I've already traveled all over. So I'd known, I've, you know, got, mm-hmm. got my families in every little country or whatever. Yeah. So I was pretty versed. Um, Greece was... The most amazing place. If I could move back, I'd be right now. Right. And I could, but, you know, my mom's more important. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the most um, centered, I think, mostly because of the nature. And then I had peace and and time to just create, and there was really nothing else to do there. Mm -hmm. And also it was great because, my again, my touring was mostly Europe, so... I could fly to London today and be home tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So it was such a benefit for me to be three hours away from pretty much any any city to play. Yeah, that's one of the few uh, advantages, I guess, it's when you're big, in Europe because advantage. you can yeah, just go you just move, in yeah. and out. It's like going to a different state here. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting, though, when now that I hear you talking about it um, in person, your folkloric music to house music, which is black American music, yeah. But you say you had a following and a fan base or everything was happening for you in Europe, which mm. is a completely different sound, I, th- I would say, personally. I think because in, in Europe, it's the world, right? So it's the most of the, 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 the other cultures of the world. And I think what happens is when you, even when you go to these cultures, you know, there's, there's different, um, what do you call it, laws, rules. Mm-hmm. Like France has to play specifically 60% yeah. French or whatever. So to even get on these stations, you're just like, you know, but I'm able to go to France and I would hear black man on the radio, like Nova and like, yeah. like, like major stuff. Well, you don't get that in here because over here they're playing MTV or whatever's popular, Britney Spears or whatever, whoever's mm-hmm. Lady Gaga, whatever the mm-hmm. fuck latest pop thing is. So I think it's the thing that you have so much music that flows elsewhere that people capture because they're used to having Mm -hmm. an influx of different types of music. Whereas here is so fucking formulated. Yeah. You you know, is that because it's, I think it's just a cultural thing. I think it's just a cultural thing. I mean, if you live in Italy and you're like next to Spain, you may may hear some Spanish stuff or you may, you know, you know what I mean? It's just Mm -hmm. the the crossover is is, is a lot more likely than it is here because Mm -hmm. everything is controlled here by monetary gains. Yeah, so no, there yeah, we go. There yeah. we have the answer. Yeah, yeah, it's all money here. So I mean, pretty much every place. But I think the thing is, which I've learned and appreciated more than anything, is your audience and your demographic. Sorry. Your <laughs> audience and your demographic. The people that chose you will always be there for. That's your. That's your people. Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, yeah, it's been just really, really interesting and important to to kind of maintain and realize like. You have these groups of people in every different little place that you have to, you know, that you've gained. And, yeah, it's just important to play there and, and, and share the music with them. It's been, it's been interesting after three years of not being able to get out. I was just going to ask that. And yeah, now what has being changed? Able to, what has changed? Um, I don't think anything's changed. I think, well, a lot's changed. But, I mean, <laughs> I think I had a lot of change. But, I mean, in the sense of the, the, the like, I just did um, Southport Weekend. Uh, mm-hmm which is my first international trip out since the pandemic. And it was mostly a reunion. I think just everybody, you know, mm-hmm. hadn't seen each other, and the music was amazing. 
um, yeah, it was just a good experience. I think it's just everybody just kind of getting back, like, okay, whoa, four years, th- almost four years I haven't seen you kind of thing. That's so crazy, yeah. It's, I think the only thing that's changed is that people are a little bit more aware of themselves and of, of what's really going on and that the world is not what they told us it was. Which could be a good thing that it's they It's a great aware. thing. I think that, that we are waking up. And, uh, and again, music is healing people. That's the most important. Like, mm-hmm. regardless of, excuse me, if anything, the connection with music and people is is the one thing that's keeping us moving, mm-hmm. you know, through this shit. Okay, so you said even before the pandemic, right? Your fan base or your your things yeah. in Europe or outside of the U.S. Yeah. However, um, within the last couple of years, um, you didn't travel. Did no. you travel or play more within the states? Yes, absolutely. You did. And yeah. how was that? F- if you it was quite interesting. It. it was quite interesting because uh, yes, it's, it's America. You know, you go to some places and you're like, oh wow, I'm in the south. For real, all oh, word. Oh, this is ooh, okay. And so you realize, okay. So I'm, you know, it's an interesting fucking place. <laughs> it's an interesting fucking place. That's all I can say. Yeah, we some interesting motherfuckers. But uh, it's been good. It's been good because I've been able to at least build bridges over here that I didn't have before mm-hmm. because I never really played yeah. over here. You know, or people were like, "Oh, can't afford you. You got these man's Like, okay, so. We've been building, and it's been good. We got some new relationships and playing some cities that I've never played before. Like, I was mentioning Charlotte before, yeah. and, you know, places like that. And you're like, whoa, okay, there's some there's something going on here. And then Sedona, I'm playing Sedona. I'm like, oh, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So there's been some places that have been really amazing. And it's, it's always good to just see home, you know, and kind of mm-hmm. realize, like, where you are. Because we, we, in America, I think we always... We never really take the time to to move outside of our little block. Yeah, you that know? is true. Like, I've never been to Iowa. I've never been to, you know, this state or that state. And you're like, why would I go there? But why not? Yeah, but it's also so easy, at least... Uh, uh, just explore. If, from my experience, I mean, I am from Europe originally, but mm. as soon as I moved to New York, I was I felt like I didn't go anywhere because I yeah. was stuck the whole time. Yeah, everything's not, right there for you. Yeah. yeah no, but I think, I think that's also a, a mental um, frame that we have to get out of. Like, get out of, like, go that place you don't know. What's what's there? Okay, go find something. Yeah, Maybe absolutely. you can build something there. I don't yeah, know. No so for- it was interesting, you know, and it's also interesting to see, like, you drive through. We were doing a documentary about how... Um, Yes, can you tell us a little bit already, or so is it too soon? So documentary is just in the process still. So okay. basically, during the pandemic, I was getting so many calls from artists and DJs and producers and just how it was affecting them. And I was like, bro, there's a story here. Everybody's being affected differently. You know, some people can't pay child support because they don't have jobs coming in. And at one artist is like, his mom's trying to put me in jail because she doesn't understand I don't have gigs. And I'm like, okay, wow. we got to talk about this. This is affecting everybody. So mm-hmm. I had a friend that I have a friend that's basically he was um invested in filming and filmmaking and stuff and it's like let's just get on the road and do it so we we literally spaced the, the country out in different sections south north west east and just went around and i was like well i got the people mm-hmm. let's find out how everybody's dealing and so we drove for the last two years or the first two years and just really went around and we had 10 questions of how this affected you spiritually emotionally musically whatever blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and uh, it was really interesting to see how everyone um was taking this on Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're in the process of editing now. It's like eight thousand plus hours. Of, oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, exactly. So that's why it's uh, yeah. It's who a knows? It may be, I think it's, it's probably we're going for a documentary, but I think it's probably going to be easier or better to make it a series. Yeah, yeah, that sounds. Because pretty much every American DJ 
not every, but you yeah. know, I think eighty percent of we get we got everybody's view of, and this is a timepiece, so it's not. And it's important to hear the. It's story. never gonna. It's never gonna yeah. happen again like that. I think one of the main good things that came out of this those couple of years is that people started to talk to each other. Yeah, that exactly. they didn't yeah. have the the time, quote unquote, right, as an excuse or the didn't. Really or you didn't get have to time talk. for self. That part, yes. Nobody would have ever. I would have never stopped and said, "Okay, give me three years to just spend time with my mom at home doing nothing." Mm. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. So that you know. But that's the thing, man. And that was the one thing that came across more than anything in the questions of everyone. Mm-hmm. Unilaterally, it was like, I just found out what was important. I don't need to chase gigs anymore. I don't need, like, Theo was like, I don't know my son. He's 13 years old. I don't, I'm not going on the road anymore. You know, stuff like that. It's like, really, people found out what was really meaningful. Mm-hmm. And people opened their eyes to the bullshit as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think we're moving. I mean, we're moving. We're evolving, you know. The vibrations are f- are faster and wider now, so um, things are things are moving. Yeah, in that um, on that note, as an artist, right? You seem and you just said it yourself. You're a person who lives in the moment, right? You're yeah. right there. You don't yeah. think. Don't ask me about yesterday, yesterday or tomorrow, tomorrow or the next hour because I can't tell you. And were you always like that, or is there something at like after so many years of being an artist, DJ producer, where you're like, okay, so what's next? What else can I do? Do you even a- do you no, ask yourself I don't, that? Or I you don't. Just I'm always ahead in my mind of what I have to do next, but I'm always present for now because I only know how to deal with now. Like I'm not a good person. Like if it's five people, I'm only concentrating on one because mm-hmm. my brain doesn't work that way. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just really focused on mastering whatever's in front of me. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And as far as like artistically, I can say, or like personal projects that you feel like you still want to accomplish, or is that something where the time gets? No, no, no. I think things for me, I, I just accept whatever's given to me. I okay. I don't understood. do anything. Got I just it. accept it and f- follow the plan. Got it. Okay. Do what I'm told. <laughs> and going back to the dance aspect of mm-hmm. music, um, you briefly spoke about earlier how you know European versus like very Berlin, like yeah, very yeah, stiffish yeah. dance versus you know American. Or the even social Japan, or just, or just dance, so it's, it's dance cultures everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Right. Do you? Um, Especially now, after the pandemic, when you when you play, do you see there a difference of people as audience as the audience mm-hmm. behaving different than they used oh, absolutely. to before? Absolutely, people are going for it now. <laughs> They're like, "You lock me up." I need to. It's let like loose. it's like kids, like caged animals. They're like, Aah! it was a bit hard in the beginning. The first like few times they kind of open up, close, open. Up. People mm-hmm. didn't really know what to do. How to behave? Also, yeah, how like to behave? Do I touch you? Do I hug you? Do I what? Now it's it's cool because everybody's realized okay I'm not gonna fucking die, mm-hmm. so it's like okay now we got our heads back on our, our asses, mm-hmm. and so it's a bit it's a bit um, yeah people are, are giving a little bit more space I think there was this moment here specifically in New York where I played a few clubs it was a bit too much. It's interesting that you say that because for me from like. Like going back out, the po- number one, the policies it's were crazy and too, like much. too much. And number two, also, I feel like, like you said, it's just you let them lose. There were people that might have transitioned gradually, turning 21, I'm going out, I yeah. go out here and there yeah. and learn, quote unquote, yeah. how to go out. To go and out. they didn't have that chance. And yeah. I feel like once really everything opened back up, it was just, pe- the fall. energy was crazy. Free for all, yeah. nobody. Let's go no- yeah, and, and hopefully. <laughs> And I hopefully now or like in the next, you know, especially now we're hopefully summer is coming at some point. Um, it evens it out, but yeah. it was like you said. It yeah, was it was really, crazy really here. Crazy. It was crazy here. Yeah. I mean, none of none of that moment made sense. None of it. Mm. 
None of it. Like, no. you got to be vaccinated, but I'm a visitor DJing. That's I don't have to be vaccinated, but I can go. Like, wow. It just, nothing I'm made cool with sense. that, but no, what? Nothing made sense. Yeah, so just, I, didn't, I didn't play any, any, of, any of those people's games. I just like, you, you need this for that? I'm not playing. I'm staying at home. I don't need any mm-hmm. of this. And so, again, it, it just it taught me, like, what was important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now, yeah, people are going for it. Tonight's going to be a rave. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for tonight. It's going to um, be a rave. The other question, obviously, I asked you this from uh, as a DJ, right? Mm-hmm. What do you observe when you play? But um, when you produce or when you produce other tracks, is that also something that you think about or that it's in your mind? Like, does um, that make people dance? Or I th- it kind of maybe flares in. Like, if, I, if I'm in the group, I'll have a thought of, okay, the dancers are going to get this one. Or this part of the song, they're going to die. Yeah. Or, you know, something like that. <laughs> but it's, it's never creatively. I don't think outside of whatever i'm trying to get rid of mm, when you say get rid of meaning yeah everything out? of right yeah get out of me yeah yeah because whatever comes is it's a vulnerability it's a sensibility it's something that's happening in my life that i gotta get out it's mm-hmm. a moment so yeah yeah I, I never think outside of like what is what is the universe trying to push out of me and once that's done then i'll think about like all the extra stuff okay yeah. okay um i think so i'm just taking my mm-hmm. cheat sheet over here um, I got my harmless harvest. You listening? Um, <laughs> Listen, we're gonna make this work. We're gonna make oh, this I'm work. Oh, I'm gonna call him up. What's call him up. Hy- hydrate us all. Um, yeah. So my actually, it's just a little fun thing, at least for me, mm-hmm. or interesting because I'm always curious. What do artists that people that make music actually listen to? Mm-hmm. And shout out to your Twitch game, actually, because oh, my Twitch. Yeah, I love my Twitch. Yeah. Um, if you have not followed him on Twitch, you should because it's always. Always the feels, no matter what kind yeah, of feels, yeah, you're going to be music. in your feels. It's just yes. music. You're just in my crib, chilling with me. There's no, I'm not performing. There's and no, the I'm not talking. Yeah, I'm a dog. I'm a dog. Yeah. Um, but what I actually wanted to ask you, can you, or can you think of three tracks, whatever comes to mind, that you associate with dancing? Something that either you makes you get down or where you know like, oh, yo, I remember this one time I played it, people went crazy. Or hmm. my family used to get down to this. Or it doesn't have to be you know, in whatever dance music genre, just whatever. Hmm, let me think. I don't know. I'm curious. For when you, you said pick. dancing, I was, th- I was thinking of my, my cousins and I, we always used to do the, the Soul Train line at our house, like the Soul Train line thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, we yeah. did that. And we danced like the Funks and Park Parliament Funkadelic or whatever. And that's my memory, first, fondest first memory. memory of dancing, like really getting down and booking, you know, because you got to show off. When you go down. <laughs> you're, you're in the Soul Train Lab, you got to get it. People see you. Right, you got to get it. And it's your cousin, so you're like, hold up, I got y'all. Y'all ain't doing nothing. So that was my first, like, but yeah, probably some funk or some chic or some, you know, good Don't times yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, playing out, um, song that always works for me right now is probably Illusions, the um, DJ Cozy remix okay. with Rosie Murphy. Okay, I gotta yeah, take that one out. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm trying to think of who's the remix by. We're gonna, uh, when we edit this, we're gonna throw these in. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I think the... Um, At least that's the plan. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, let's listen right now. Good. Shall we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. So Robin S is performing tonight. Robin S. Oh wait, we're not done yet. You're missing one oh, more track. Sorry. You said. Oh, one more track. Yeah, 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 yeah. So one more track. Then the other track I would probably be. Um, the other track would probably be um, Henry Texier, Leila Bass. 
Okay. And that is something that That you, is a folklore. It's a jazz jazz record, actually. But I play this. It's a staple that um, I closed a festival out in Canada called Harvest Fest right mm-hmm. after Burning Man. Oh, wow. And a week after Burning Man. And it's um, 1,500, 2,000 on a farm. Really cool. Three three hours north of, of Canada oh, on a crazy. private farm. This guy is like, this guy has his farm. He was the art teacher of the of the village and of the town the town is probably okay. like a thousand people or something and so he built he has his farm and he's built all these big sculptures on his farm and it's this private land northern lights and the best 1500 2000 canadians you ever want to party with oh wow okay. it's really cool and so the last day is a sunday and i i, I close it you out close there's nothing else out. and i just play pretty much wyrb just full on and so this song henry textured leila boss it's a, a stand upright bass um, jazz thing but it is it's like a hippie folkloric thing but it gets people moving okay because it's just bass well you know yeah there we, yeah, there we go yeah, yeah. there we go so that was it actually that was all my questions because we either talk all day or we're yeah. gonna have to set uh, ourselves we won't have a time limit. to dance exactly exactly unless you have anything any shout out that you want to uh, say I just want to shout out to people that uh, brought us here bless up and uh, make sure you get over here and check it out yeah, shout out once again, ladies of hip hop and snipes. Thank yep. you for having us. And what's the address us. here? The address is 3826 30th Street in Long Island City. There you go. Queens. Come New check York. them out. Support. Um, you can find it, ladiesofhiphop.com. We can find you on Twitch. On uh, Instagram, Yoruba right? Soul TV on Twitch. Uh, Instagram, the under slash real under slash Ocean Lade. And your Bandcamp where we can all uh, Bandcamp is YorubaRecords.Bandcamp.com. YorubaSoul.Bandcamp.com. Yeah. Yoruba so, Records are Yoruba Soul. Okay, so buy all the tracks. Yeah, That's buy everything. Everything. Um, My dog needs treats. Thank you, Ocean Lade. That <laughs> was you. fun. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Sure. Have, oh. What's uh, your question? Let's go, Michelle. Oh wow! And, like, it's, I mean, everything Reoffering was a, so that series was really um, important for me because me and my my really close friend Kiri, who R two, the label it's on, we kind of set out to. I was like wanted to do like a series that was like, all right, let's do something a little bit. Because everybody was at the time was doing compilations and stuff like that. So let's do something that's like really formulated and you know we had found this um, Haitian, we found this Spanish photographer who'd done this photography of the Haitian uh, ceremonies and stuff. Gotten all that stuff and I just wanted to get like a really good thing of music and, and visuals together and so that was uh, people mentioned offering our reoffering I'm like oh yeah. It's like just one of you know it's one of the primary things I've done that's, as far as DJing wise is Really helped me out. Yeah, good good moments. Good moments. Everything. The question was, I'm sorry. I don't even know what the question was. Oh. It was just like giving you the props. Oh, and well, the yeah, that was a good moment. <laughs> that second one I actually did the mix in a hotel two hours before my set of a, of a party in London. I remember I was finishing. It was like, okay, I got to play. I was doing this set, and I was like, okay, here, here's the next re-offer. Here's the next offering. Like literally, it was already, yeah. So things like that happen. You were asking me like, how do you, whatever the next, yeah. it's, it's all moments for me. Mm-hmm. So and like, are you a person, sorry, that also just jumped into my head. Like, do you need a deadline? Is, are you yes. a person, you need a deadline. Yes. Otherwise it's like, Give it's me a never deadline finished. or it's going to be next year. <laughs> or it might not happen. Or never, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's always the first thing I do when I ask, when somebody asks me for a remix, I'm like, what's the deadline? Because mm-hmm. I have to, cause some, I don't, 
write like I don't go to the studio and just write it's like I have to it has to be a moment that I'm in spiritually or physically or whatever you know mm-hmm. um so like right now I think the last month or so I'm pretty creative four months before nothing like nothing mm. not one note not nothing but that's when I really enjoy it when I'm not writing because I'm ex- taking in everything everything else. in yeah so and is there a moment in your life where you where you realize that's how you are and you accepted it because it's contrary oh, yeah, yeah. to what people say, oh, motivation doesn't happen. You uh, just have to keep going every day. I, nine no. to f- I'm very you know? clear of me. I'm very clear of me. There's no question about me. To me. Oh, I mean, I don't think No, no, no. I mean, like in, the <laughs> sense of, in the sense of creativity and everything. It's like, I don't... Never? No, never. no. I just, I'm just very That's much, okay, whatever it is. So where, cool. where are we right now? I'm very mm. accepting of the reality of my space at the moment. I'm not seeking for anything more. I don't need more. I'm fine. Amazing. So okay. And I think, oh, there's another oh, question. Oh, there's another question. Because, you know, we don't just do music in this way. No. So, so like, uh, Oshu? Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was an artist. That was a friend, actually, I should say first. It was a friend of mine. I have a really good family of friends in Australia. There was a friend in Australia, and he had that record, and he had put it on the label, and they were just kind of holding him hostage, and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, man, give me the record. Let me fucking do this record. And then I was like, let me just do remixes of everything on the record. And so, yeah. That was just kind of by chance. I was saving him. They wanted, it was just a really bad situation, um, contract he was in or whatever. And they're still threatening me with shit. I'm like, bro, the record's done. It's been out. Get over it. So, but yeah. <laughs> it was like me helping a friend out, and I really believe in this. But he actually has a new record coming out on another label. But um, yeah, Oisima is a really talented dude, um, Adelaide. Um, yeah, that was fun. I mean, that was just mostly like us, you know, I started the label Yoruba Soul to kind of do things that were not house to give the, all the artists another vehicle to produce stuff that they don't do, that they do that's not house. And um, yeah, I thought it was a great record. So I'm, I'm blessed to have it on the, on the thing. And then we got it on wax during the pandemic. That was a big thing. It's always the music. It's always the music, yeah. And, and, and normally, whenever I hear it, it's like, don't send me any of the music, just send me the vocals. Or whatever the main part is. If it's a horn, just me, don't send me, I don't want any of the original stuff. So I want to recreate mm. everything. Just send me the one thing. Yeah, I don't want any I of your see. parts. So no stems for you? No stems, just the main, <laughs> just the main thing of his vocals, all the vocals. But that's pretty much it, all yeah. Right. Is there any, I know this is an uh, off question, but where and I might already know the answer, but you know, where you have somebody that you appreciate really musically, that mm. you like their stuff, but mm. you really don't like that person. That just happened to <laughs> me. So, Herbert. From England? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Matthew Herbert. It's like one of my idols. I fucking love that dude. He's fucking amazing. So, his album, Bodily Functions, I know you know that album, mm-hmm. came out fucking, what, 2001? Same year my album, um, Paradigm, uh, uh, Paradigm come out. So we had the same agents in Paris. Ah, okay. So we were close, but we never met. So I'm going through my records, and I play this record. This is like, for me, the best electronic album ever made, for me, personally. And they just re-released it. I think it's like the 30th anniversary or some shit like that. So they just re-released it on vinyl. I'm like, my vinyl's whack. I gotta fucking buy new vinyl. So I just bought two vinyls, get an email back, and he's like, well, Herbert, big fan of yours, he wants to do, would you like to do a remix for his new album? And we do a swap. And I'm like, fuck yeah, trick question much? <laughs> like, no, let's do this. So that just happened. So oh, dope. In, the, in the process. 
Nice. Yes. See? Yeah. See things like that. Okay. Well, so we'll any see. other questions from the audience? Which I, I must mention this this album because you know Herbert does all of these albums where he makes palettes of sounds of specific things. So this one is sounds from horses. Oh, so he's interesting! I remember the in around the house album. Yeah, the around the, the house kitchen, and then the pig album, no. where it's just all pig sounds. <laughs> so this one he's taking horse, made horse drums out of horse skins, the the hair. Oh wow! Um, yeah, yeah, everything is from horse, and it's an orchestra. So I'm just waiting on this to me the album. It's like. Pick a song. Like, let's go, let's go. Wow. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, we're yeah. waiting. Yeah, we're, waiting. we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. All right, well, I think now we have Now we finish? I think so, yeah. I think, th again, we have a deadline. We should set ourselves yeah, a deadline. Yeah, we have a deadline. Like, uh, got to go done. eat. Yeah, we got to go eat. We got to do all the things so we can party tonight. Yes. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank Cheers. you for having us. Thanks, Michelle. Do we need to clap again? No.